if you like bad movies or movies about evil calculators or weed monsters, then I have a podcast for you. It's called <laughs> Worst Movies Ever Played. And it's got comedians Brent, Patrick, and Jeffrey, and they improvise hilariously bad VHS movies, the kind you find in a dumpster behind a rental store or something like that. Uh, stick around at the end of the episode to hear their trailer in our post credit sting. Yeah, we have a post credit sting now, Marvel. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Worst Movies Ever Played wherever you can get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of Sequel Pitch, a movie podcast in which friends pitch their sequels to movies that don't have them and then battle it out to persuade the host to pick theirs. This week I take on the role of host and joining me as ever is a man that passed away a long time ago and was replaced by a clone of his former self. <laughs> Whoa, didn't see that plot twist coming, did you? It's Andy Henry. Oh, hello. Hello. I, oh, thanks. Uh, maybe better. Better than what I was before, let's say that. And yeah, he's, yeah, and yeah, he's having course. an existential crisis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Just he's don't... won the last three pitches, so, you know, that, maybe that's when you got replaced. Uh, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> um, with him is a man that, much like the Indoraptor, can uh, sniff out a plot hole from 50 yards away. It's Drew Toynbee. Hello there. And joining us is our very own John Hammond. It's Jordan King. Yay! Hey. So as you probably know from uh, if you're a fan of the show and you listened to our last episode, you know that we are pitching sequels to Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, released in 2018 and directed by J.A. Bay Bayona. Bayona. Mm. Um, starring Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard and some other various actors. Now, in case you haven't seen it, uh, we have been trying to do a 60-second synopsis uh, now for the, like, the last 45 <laughs> episodes. And oh, yes. Never actually <laughs> meaning, and never actually able to do it. So I'm going to try and attempt it. So I, I haven't yeah. got a time yet. I'm going to time you. I'm going to see Okay. How, how All right, okay. Actually, uh, All right. Here we go. It's probably wait, wait, don't wait. stop me though, because otherwise yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll start when you start. Okay. A small mercenary team arrives on the abandoned island Nuba uh, to collect DNA from the Indominus Rex remains in the lagoon. There's some dino business, and they escape with the bone. Three years later, the U.S. Senate debates whether Island Nubla. Uh, the dinosaur should be saved from an impending volcanic eruption. And who's there to say they should die? It's Dr. Ian Malcolm. Me meanwhile, Claire has started the Dinosaur Protection Group to save the animals. After the Senate rules against the rescuing of the animals, John uh, Hammond's former partner, just coming out of the blue out of nowhere, Sir Benjamin Lockwood, <laughs> summons Claire to Lockwood and his aide, Eli... Uh, Mills reveals a plan to relocate the dinosaurs, in particular the Velociraptor Blue. Claire recruits Owen Grady to help capture them. On Isla, Isla Nubla, uh, Nuba or Nubla, uh, we meet Nubla. Yeah, Isla Nubla. Uh, we meet Wheatley, uh, Wheatley, uh, a, meet, a mercenary mentalist. Basically, he's Pete Pothelthwaite. Um, <laughs> then Claire and former park but technician. With no Frank honor. 
<laughs> yeah. Franklin Webb reactivate the online tracking system. They find Blue, but Blue is shot and Owen gets tranquilized and left for dead. Betrayal! Then Wheatley fucks off and all the dinosaurs uh, with all the dinosaurs and starts loading them on a uh, ship. Uh, he also captures Zaya uh, to treat Blue. Uh, Owen, Claire and Franklin escape the lava filled island and sneak aboard the ship, but not before watching the saddest moment in his cinema history <laughs> of a brontosaurus <laughs> dying in the smoke. Brachiosaurus. 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 Get it right, yeah. Uh, they, they, find, <laughs> they find Zaya and Blue and have to transfer some T-Rex blood to help uh, it survive. They take the dinosaurs to Lockwood Estate where they are auctioned off to loads of bad people because uh, Benjamin Lockwood learns of Eli's bad doings and goes to front... Uh, goes to confront him but gets killed then Eli shows off his new Indoraptor a mix of the Indominus Rex and the Velociraptor DNA created by Dr. well evil Dr. Henry Wu uh, Owen and Claire are apprehended but Owen gets a dino to break out of their cell and Owen disrupts the auction by luring the same dino into the room causing chaos Eli escapes but not before telling everyone that Maisie is a clone oh shit plot twist Wheatley seems, uh, seemingly tranquilizes the Indoraptor to extract a tooth as a trophy but is awake, uh, it awakens and kills him then Owen, Claire, and Maisie are hunted by the Indoraptor. Blue then kills the Indoraptor by impaling it on a Triceratops horn. But it's not over yet. We learn there's a cyanide gas leak that will kill all the dinos. So Maisie frees them all into the world. Then Eli gets eaten by T-Rex. The end. <laughs> how, how long was that? That was <laughs> two, two minutes, 59 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. I say, if we, get, if we can get Almost. that two minutes out of the way, you'll yeah. be bang on. <laughs> I am a massive fan of Jurassic Park, as I'm sure you lot are. So let's talk about this movie for a, a bit of this portion of this uh, you know, podcast. Sorry, it's Ross's first let's, time hosting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's talk so about this movie. Let's go with <laughs> our special John Hammond uh, lookalike, uh, Jordan <laughs> King. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of this movie? Uh, well, I I don't know how popular my opinion is going to be given the general consensus on this <laughs> film, but uh, I really really like it, and it's my second favorite Jurassic Park film after the first. And only brilliant Jurassic Park film, um, <laughs> but yeah, I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy this. It's J. A. Bayon is a director that I I really respect and admire a lot. Um, the Impossible and The Monster Calls are both films that make me very emotional and uh, are very well suffused with the gothic genre. And I think that he does Jurassic Park goes gothic here, and it works very well for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Drew, I'm with Jordan. Um, I think I I maybe would put it third, um, because for some reason I really like the Lost World. I love the Lost World as well. Oh yay! Oh, We're all discovering sake. that we love things that we didn't think other people <laughs> did. How great! Give, give um, yourself enough years between something coming out and reevaluating it, and you'll learn to love anything, <laughs> any old shit from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This movie, I think it looks amazing. My my assumption is that when the real third movie comes out, 
it's going to be viewed more favorably by most people. I, it feels like a bridge to the big finale idea that they came up with. Yeah. It's it rockets along. It it looks great. It's really emotional. The Indominus Rex is scary. Just yeah, I really like it. We'll get into details in a minute. I've spoken enough. You mean Sorry, that. yes, yeah. the Indoraptor. Cuz it's basically the same thing. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> The smaller. Well, there's a reason why you, I guess you like The Lost World and then you like this one, because it's basically the same film. Um, <laughs> Is it though? I took out my Lost World disc and I put it in and it turned out to be Jurassic Park 2. And I was like, oh, actually, I, it's the same movie. It, it was the same film, basically. Uh, I didn't like uh, The Lost World. I didn't like it a lot. Uh, this one I thought was relatively, relatively okay. When I first watched this movie, it was okay. I really like Jurassic World and I like the the reboot sort of ish of the franchise giving that modern day aspect to to it and like you know giving that uh, aspect of the fact that you know if this was a park in real life it would be sponsored by fucking samsung and there'd be like <laughs> like yeah. product placement everywhere and i really like the injection out. and then when i watched the second one i was like eh, it wasn't that it wasn't meh, it was meh. But then I, re I watched it last night. And I like where they're going with it in terms of like the modern day, like, you know, this would happen if if this was a thing. They would start selling off all the all these all this DNA to the highest bidder. H however, is it a Jurassic Park movie? Yep. That's good question. And no is the actual correct answer. I mean, by, by definition, it, it is. Yeah, I mean, I guess. yeah. By I, know, I know what the, you mean. Yeah. In the start of this film, they said something about, like, yeah, the whole the opening was basically should we, should we protect extinct animals? Extinct dying, or should we, should we stop them from going extinct? And, you know, since we created them, do we have a bigger obligation to save them? And I really like that. But they kind of got rid of that idea, I think, within like the first like 10 minutes. And then it just became a standard, like the auction at the end. Like, I get it. But I just really, I just hope, I wish they kind of went more into, uh, but then again, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a big summer blockbuster if they kind of went down the more Cerebral serious route. route yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You people talking in rooms or something, or um, I say they got to get on the island, basically. I think... Um, I think some of the dialogue is a little bit hammy in some points. Um, a Jurassic some... Park film with hammy dialogue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, I I, and I feel like Chris Pratt in this movie is just sort of, his character's not as much there as it was in the first movie, I think. Oh, but I like that, personally. So what, do you think he's just a bit more laid back than Ross? Yeah, like, he just doesn't care because I got that. I did. I got that. But like Drew, I kind of like that. I like he's kind of literally when she's saying in the bar, like, come save Blue, you know, how can you just let him die? And he's also he's swinging a beer going. Yep. I kind of got that feeling. I liked him when he was just like careless man, just building this building this house. Yeah, I quite yeah. I quite liked the, the contrast between the first film and the second, the progression with both Claire and uh, Owen. I, I like the fact that. Claire in this film, she's a bit, she's more proactive. She's she's a more grounded character than the one that we meet in the first film. And then, yeah. in exchange, or sort of to level the balance out again a bit, Owen is a bit more subdued, and he does take a little bit of a step back. And it and it just it creates a more interesting dynamic, and it allows for 
the new characters to come in and actually have a bit of space to breathe and become yeah. proper Jurassic Park characters. Um, Can... Justice Smith in particular, I really, really enjoy yes. in this film. I um, love him in this movie. And he's he, fantastic. I, and he, every, uh, he, he wins I, the award for me. For, yeah. He has best reactions to dinosaurs in the whole franchise. Yeah. He nails every single one of them. His high-pitched squeal is yeah. like... Oh, and they're like, yes, yeah. I believe you, Justice Smith, that you've just seen a bloody terrifying dinosaur coming through <laughs> flames. And, like, his his... Yeah. The the two standout react responses from him are when uh when Owen says, I rode a motorbike through the jungle with a pack of raptors and he goes, We're <laughs> not compatible. And then the other one when the volcano's erupting and he's trapped underground with Claire and he just goes, Why am I here? And he's the only he's he yeah. is actually respond reacting yeah, like, like a real person would if they were there, like, what the what the yeah, hell is going thing. on? My favourite bit is when Chris Pratt is running, you know, with the sort of the gyro... Gyrosphere. Yeah, yeah, gyrosphere, and then it goes off. And then obviously she looks behind and he's just enveloped by the pyroclastic flow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's dead. He's yeah, definitely yeah, dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hot that, ash just That is a shame. Although, so I had, I was having this thought earlier when I was trying to come up with sequel ideas and thinking about the studio that makes this movie and the way the landscape of cinema has changed since the original and even between the original and the second one and Spielberg trying to keep it sort of semi-grounded in the second one and then the third one gets a little bit more fantastical and then we get to Jurassic World. And I wonder how much of Universal's strategy with this movie has been influenced by The Fast and Furious. And it's a real yeah. shame that we won't yeah. see that crossover. Ross, it's a shame you're not <laughs> pitching this week because you would have given us the crossover that we all deserve. Yeah. But there's even Jurassic Park 3 feels like it's trying to be grounded in a way. And then Jurassic World, you get a Velociraptor getting a full on hero slow moment run at the end of the movie <laughs> yeah. blue after being involved in the death of the indominus rex in this uh the indoraptor at the end of this movie gets her full-on superhero jump down skid roar into yeah. camera before she runs off the jurassic world movies are spectacle movies as yeah. much as they are about science and man controlling things and i think ross like you were saying earlier the way that Jurassic World dealt with corporations sponsoring dinosaurs and having Jake Johnson like commenting on that and having it be very <laughs> meta. I thought that was yeah. really clever too. Mm. And I think that this movie does a really good job for the most part of finding that balance between, like Andy was saying, big summer blockbuster movie, but also bringing the scale back down a bit in a way that's pleasing, yeah. but without it feeling like a small movie. Yeah. And I, I find it really impressive. I, I think that for me, the film, like the success of the film and my love for it pivots on two specific things. The first of which being the decision to have Isla Nublar erupt, which I think is a really bold <laughs> <Yeah>. declaration of <laughs> intent at, at the start yeah, of the film, yeah. it's almost the the Last Jedi idea of let the past die, 
Like this is saying yeah. this isn't the home we're of the series. We're not coming back here. But it's yeah, yeah, this isn't the home of the series anymore. The heart of it is wherever we take it now. And then I think that yeah. the other thing, which is both incredibly bold for, for the series to do, but also just artistically just gives us some really immediately iconic feeling Jurassic Park moments is the pivot to the Lockwood estate for the for the third act and the whole gothic mansion haunted house vibes that come through where you've got the Indoraptor on the rooftop silhouetted against oh. the moonlight. You have the oh. you have the tendrilous claw at the bedsheet like oh my god the whole the whole third Just eat the kid the whole the whole third act of that film was filled with so much portent and dread that mm. i i remember when i went to see it in the cinema i remember thinking like this is the first time i've remembered in a jurassic film in a long time since watching jurassic park as a child it's the first time i've remembered that dinosaurs are cool but also fucking scary yeah, <laughs> it was the yeah. first time I'd felt that though. It's since watching Jurassic Park for the first time, I actually went, "Oh yeah, these are really awesome." But bloody hell, they're terrifying. Yeah, indeed. and I and and I think a big part of the success of that is that they brought back practical effects for yep. the close-up work with the dinosaurs because you just feel the presence of them in the frame so much more than even the great CG work that they're able to do now. You feel that physical presence and the actors playing off that. You watch the behind the scenes featurettes and you see Justice Smith losing his shit when they make Blue do a roar at him. Like, you can't fake the reaction to being greeted with a very, very realistic dinosaur that's actually there. Yeah. Fair. I, I have to admit, where Andy a minute ago was like, just, you know, just eat the kid. I, I did notice when I was watching it last night that there the Indoraptor more than any other dinosaur really does have a spectacular feeling of when a character is insignificant and can be eaten immediately <laughs> yeah. and when yeah. a character is when important and so it has to wait. Just... Um yeah. I mean and it's, it's a very small thing but yeah it mm. does it takes its time when it's a, a named character it, like, but if, 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 if you're like, a henchman you're going to get surprise taken out. Yeah, yeah, it's you like, it's supposed to be the most like advanced. Like, it can <laughs> yeah. smell you from. You literally just go oh, and, eat. and they just like, hide around a corner of a of an exhibit <laughs> in that little first yeah. bit. I know it's obviously yeah. just a movie, it's, but it's, yeah. this is the this is the thing. I think you have to really. It's just you have to forgive a lot because you have it's to a summer think. Of, like, you family... have to think of it as a Fast and Furious yeah, movie and with dinosaurs. I, I, and that I, yes, makes a big yeah, and difference. Yeah, there's so many points where you are just like, why did yeah, why did it take its time eating the kid? Um, I, I guess it's more of a director thing, but it's when we're talking about the roof, uh, when the the, the Endoraptor is silhouetted in the moonlight on top of the, the building at the end, and it falls through the glass three times, <laughs> just the same shot but done three times randomly. I mean, like, <laughs> come on, come on, J.A., what, what are you playing at? Like, um, yeah, I, I think there's a uh, yeah. It took me a I took a, like a good time to kind of go right. Stop actually trying picking parts because, like, let's face it, Owen would have died in the lava. He wasn't. You know, he didn't have the yeah, lava he was come over him, away. but he yeah. was inches over. He would have burned to dust. So we have to forgive that. We have to forgive that he opened up the gyrosphere underwater with like what we guess is just with a, knife. a fucking kryptonite knife or something or adamantium or something. Um, <laughs> but again, 
if if any of those things happen in a Fast and Furious movie, we'd just be like going, "Wow, fuck yeah!" Yeah, yeah. yeah that's wow. the thing. It, 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 uh, I don't know why I'm yeah. so maybe because I I love Jurassic Park one. Yes. Fucking love yeah. it like Ross, and I've never had that love. I, I love Fast and Furious, but not the same love. So that's the thing. Like I I I, don't, I haven't liked any of the Jurassic Parks or Worlds since one. Not Gosh. properly. This pro- this mate this probably is the, is the best one, but I'm still gonna score it pretty low. <laughs> not like not low, low, but um, you know. One yeah. one thing, just no talk, spoilers. talking about the deaths and stuff. One thing that I do very mm. much like is that a the bad guys are actually like proper rotters that you just want to get eaten <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you want to enjoy them dying. Oh. But also, Rafe Spall yeah. and Toby Jones. Really, really like both of them as just slimy gits. That yeah. <laughs> you you know immediately that they're bad news as soon as they come into the film, and you just spend the yeah. entire time waiting <laughs> for them to die. And it is not disappointing when they do eventually perish. No. <laughs> I I have to admit, Rafe Spall in his first scenes with Claire. I was fully on board. Yeah. He tricked me as much as he tricked all the other characters. No, I was I like, knew. oh, as soon Rafe as he Spall, John you Hammond, lovely man. I was like. Like he's come so far from you got red on you. He's come so far and look at look at the thin git now. Bastard. No, I knew. I don't know what it was. I think it was either the suit or the haircut, but as soon as he entered, I was like, he's obviously the bad guy. Come on. He's like <laughs> gotta be the bad guy. The way he's entering or anything, he's just trying to be too nice. Also, I that have smothering to... scene's very dark. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The tortured look on his face when he turns around and is like says something along the lines of we've we've all done bad things or what you did really was a crime and yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah they, that got dark yeah i love that in this movie as well chris pratt spends a lot of the time having saliva all over his face <laughs> various salivas <laughs> yeah. from different dinosaurs several yeah. salivas yeah. <laughs> what yeah. i love as well about that scene is when he gets tranked he, like he, he goes to attack uh what's uh, cheap Robert De Niro. What's his name in the film? What as the soon fuck? He, as soon he, cheap he ha- Robert no, he De has Niro. That, he has the hat in. Oh, on. And the first shot we have, he, he turns but, the camera. Yeah. And so, like, he looks like, and he's got sunglasses. I was like, that's cheap Robert De Niro. Until he took his sunglasses <laughs> off, I was genuinely there like, how? why is Robert De Niro in this film? Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine if Robert De Niro was in this movie. Oh, oh, that, that, that would be a five star. Incredible. His, his <laughs> yeah, twin yeah. brother in Jurassic World Dominion needing a, yeah. a band of militia. <laughs> uh all right one more question how obviously we're doing our sequels and the movie is coming out very soon mm. um oh, how do you think this is this is gonna end like your your thoughts on how you think it's gonna end where do you think they're going from the direction from this movie having seen it i mean for me all i i I, you'll find well no i was about to say you'll find out in my pitch but actually <laughs> you probably won't because i have i've actively i've done the stupid thing that i always do when i know we're gonna do a movie in six months and i still watch all the fucking trailers because i get overexcited and so i've had to work really hard to try not to do this what it looks like they're doing in the movie um mm. it i mean they clearly had an idea that they wanted dinosaurs to start taking over the world and for it to be a more kind of... existential world-ending threat. And to be fair, or to be frank, perhaps, they don't do a fantastic job in this movie of making those stakes particularly clear. Like, when they release them into the wild and Owen's there going, 
if we do this, there's no there's no taking it back. There's no turning back. If we let them out, it's done. And I was yeah. a bit like, okay, it's 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 twenty it's, animals, guys. Yeah. It's yeah. not, yeah. it's, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> Like yeah. yeah, like yeah, yeah, some some campers might get eaten by a T Rex and that would be awful, but it's not an ecological disaster. Um but, but that's clearly where they want to go with it. But honestly, like where they finish, I've honestly no idea. I'm really I can't wait to find out. Do you think they're going the sort of direction of Planet of the Apes type vibes? <laughs> and doing another and doing another trilogy where it's Living with di- the thing is mm. that that's the thing that I have a question on is how are they going to go from mm. having like yeah obviously they're they're showing that dinosaurs are living with us now but it's one dinosaur which is a male or a female but I you know how do they reproduce well, how do they make more babies they could mm. turn asexual or something I think as well and like there's I was looking and there's a list of the dinosaurs basically that were were have escaped from the island and I think there's like 37 or something there's definitely at least a male and a female of about uh what the 11 species well, no, except for no. blue and except for the T-Rex no, rem- remember that, all, I, all the dinosaurs in Jurassic mm. like it's part of the lore of this movie the Indoraptor yeah, is they the turn, first they t- male they... dinosaur mm. um. so they they, they can change the between one. male and female, yeah, and yeah. exactly. Like I'll be honest, Andy, so, that's a plot point in my sequel pitch, and it may well be. Honest, be I, I, can't, I, yeah, I can't go much into mine because my <laughs> uh, my pitch is basically how I think it will not how uh, was a Dominion will end, but the idea of how it should end. Because I didn't think about the characters; I thought about the story of Jurassic Park: man versus nature, man uh, overcoming nature, overcoming mother nature, uh, and uh, science. And sorry, how should that end? And what I hope they don't, what I hope they don't do in Dominion is basically man defeats dinosaur with guns, and everything's kind of okay. But you know, sh- we sure did learn a lesson. Like, no, there's, I think there's got to be consequences. So I'd say I can't go much into mine, but I hope shit goes down. Basically, <laughs> Jordan, final thought on what do you think the where the series is going? I have absolutely no idea how it's all going to end. However, I am. 100% sure that I hope that humanity is annihilated by the dinosaurs and we learn 100%. our lesson by literally being wiped out because yes. if if the scenes from if the scenes from lockdown of animals reclaiming the streets is taught as anything is that the best thing that human beings can do for this planet right now is yeah. just fucking die. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and on that, let's Let's go for our final like score. couple of thoughts about the movie and score out of five. So let's go with Jordan first. Okay, so the plot is absolute and utter bobbins, but it is very gothic, very scary towards the end, and fun throughout the entire thing. Also, Brachiosaurus death scene is maybe the saddest scene in all of cinema history. Uh, I yeah, would. Sure, sure. I are we doing ratings now? Am I doing the rating? Yep. Yeah. 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 I I would give it four genetically cloned thumbs up out of five. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine me nice. with five thumbs on one hand. That's <laughs> one what hand. happens. Four of them are up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy, let's go with you. Uh, so yeah, I guess trying to put, push past all the obvious plot holes or plot armor, 
Um, I, there's a couple of things for me that were quite big. First of all, Jeff Goldblum being called murderer in the courtroom at the start was really funny. Um, I, John went on about Claire's kind of progression. I don't know. I feel she she was a completely new character in this film, and there was no actual kind of like. I, I never get that. I never felt that in the. I didn't watch Jurassic World, the first one, uh, but in that film, she's just trying to, you know. Uh, save her skin basically and, and fix her mistakes I never got in this one that she actually properly cares about what she did or, or the dinosaurs um, but it was still fun yeah it, it, say, it, it, I wish they went more into should we actually intervene um, but it was still fun and gothic uh, dinosaurs are really good at stopping machines by stepping on them or tails hitting them with the lifts and stuff <laughs> Um, and the laser sight on the gun. Oh my god, that's amazing! <sighs> Which I was like, I was like, oh well, you could. I guess you could have like a a, pe a laser pen and then fire that at someone, so you didn't have to have the gun. But then you had to have you have to store the dinosaur pretty close by, I, <laughs> so it jumps out and kills that yeah, guy. <laughs> I I've been waiting this whole every time, every oh. time our listener has has heard uh, has heard me go. <gasps> it's been me trying to go. I have to point out that it's really <laughs> stupid that they they say we point this laser at a person, you press a button, the dinosaur attacks them when the laser is attached to a gun. Yeah, because they <laughs> could just shoot the just person, shoot the gun, and that oh, really guess, really bugs me. Oh my me. god, yeah. there's an enemy over there! Hold <laughs> on, let me just get just my get gun laser. Yeah, wait, why don't you just shoot him? Because <laughs> we got look, a dinosaur. This is, like, this is gonna be it's, awesome. Shut it's up. the Alfred Hitchcock fridge moment. It's <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. really notice it in the moment, and they kind of get away with it. But yeah, any and Andy, sorry, back to you. I just needed to say that. That was funny. Uh, for me, the there was no big wow as well when we first saw the dinosaurs, which I think was in a couple of the other films. That character kind of walked out of the car and saw it, but there was no... I don't think the score was even there. Uh, they just went, oh, wow, yeah, then get back in the car. But um, it was fine. Uh, I'm going to give it... Um, uh, I'm going to... Oh, well, it doesn't make sense because I like how there was two silent T-Rex deaths in this film. Like, it just came out... <laughs> we get it, okay? This The T-Rex can somehow tiptoe. Fine. So I'm going to give it two and a half silent T-Rex deaths. Oof. Yeah, nice. Like, next best, for me, the next best one in the series. Um, but just <laughs> missing, I think, what the story is. Again, I quite liked how it went into uh, trying to sell the dinosaurs and bring, you know, contemporizing everything. But at the same time, maybe I just missed the original. Nice. Uh, Drew? I can't really add too much on top of what I've already said uh, other than... I think the score is really good. I like Andy saying first time seeing the dinosaurs that it didn't hit the score didn't even hit for me it really did. It's it feels very melancholy. It feels like they're going somewhere with this movie and perhaps this particular journey isn't as satisfying as some people would like it to be, but I think once we see the destination it's going to make people appreciate the journey more. I enjoy the performances. It has, like with The Last Jedi that we were discussing before we hit record, <laughs> it it maybe has required a little bit of brain reprogramming on my part to go, okay, Jurassic, the Jurassic franchise is not the grounded meditation on science that maybe it could have been or was in 1993. Now it's trying to say something about something ish whilst also having 
volcanic eruptions and dinosaurs and woo! <laughs> um, but it does. This movie, exactly like Jordan said, does scary very, very well. It does sad very, very well. It's got some hysterically funny moments that are intended to be funny. Um, and I think it's really, really good. So I am going to give it and I'm going to give it my rating with something that's really stupid from this movie, but I love it because he's a boo hissable bad guy. I'm going to give it 4.25 idiotic wow. hunters getting in a cage with a dinosaur out of fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, the, the fucking dinosaur winks and smiles to the camera yep. as well. Yes, it does, I mean, Andy. come on. Yes, yeah. it does. Come on. No, you can't expect <laughs> it to take it at least semi-seriously if he's giving me the fucking wink. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm gonna echo what the guys say i for me it uh didn't hit as as much as when i saw jurassic world i really enjoyed that i thought the themes that they they tried to portray in this worked they could have gone a bit further with them but i understand that they're it's an overarching plot mm. um it's a bit of an in, insular movie in terms of it's not as globe trotting as i you know maybe would like i don't know uh we're only on like isla nuba for a little bit um and then it's all pretty much set in this uh in the what Lockcraft house lockwood his name is lockwood um cheap hammond basically yeah uh so i'm going to give it three men electrocuting uh, <laughs> dinosaurs for no reason just to make them angry yeah. just to make them yeah. like why are they doing that it's already angry as it is just you're just angering yeah. it more uh, and they all pulled up in black sudans as well did anyone realize that i was like they're evil they're all oh, in black yeah. sudans yeah. <laughs> and and also chris pratt just it was going back they were putting the uh, the omniraptor back into the like they were like pushing him back mm. and then he just leaves it out it's like, why yeah. are you leaving it out when there's like loads of innocent people? In no, this, no, 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 no. Uh, he 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 pulled it back so that it couldn't be loaded onto the truck for the scary Russians to take it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you're forgiven, Chris Pratt. <laughs> Wait, what was the overall score? The score overall is three point four four out of five. Mm. So a recommendation, a fairly solid recommendation. Putting it in the same ballpark as Ghostbusters Answer the Call, Sleepless in Seattle, a bit above Joker, the closest analogue. That's This is interesting. The closest score that we have is Labyrinth, our first ever movie. Oh. So there we go. Okay, it's time to get your sequels pitched. You have the floor to win both, well, actually mainly just jordan over but you know i'd like you to win me over as well with your pitches then we will let you fight it out amongst yourself to see who can persuade us to let them win um so it's a head to head drew versus andy Ooh. will drew be able to topple the the streak the pitch king the new cloned better uh, version <laughs> Probably not with this pitch. Oh, my, uh, regular Andy's turned up for this one. Jordan, who do you think should go first? I reckon we should we should go for the well. I'm I'm gonna say the contender in this particular pitch, which would be Drew. So it puts yeah. all of the pressure on Andy to deliver afterwards. Ooh. Drew, what's your yeah? What's your uh little sort of like two line synopsis? 
I've got three options for the title. I'm pretty sure I'm going with Jurassic World Extinction. <laughs> Only um, three. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the other options are Jurassic World Mutation and Metamorphosis, but they're not as good SEO-wise, and Extinction just makes sense. The summary is three years after the obliteration of Isla Nublar, <laughs> dinosaurs have proliferated across... have profiteroled across the world. <laughs> and Claire and Owen are doing their best to solve the problem. Nice. All right, Drew. <laughs> and and there are baddies. Oh, okay, cool. Ah. <laughs> Your time starts now. My time? Okay, right. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's three years later. Dinosaurs have begun to spread in the wild. They've been showing up in conflicts and bad situations. We have uh, an opening scene of a bunch of goody, like, soldier... Uh, government agency people closing in on a Russian drug ring, but they get attacked by Allosauruses that are wearing like shock collars, and and the the baddies win, and all the soldiers get eaten. We get a bunch of exposition from people that the global situation with dinosaurs is really bad. Through the movie, we'll see reports and sequences of dinosaurs encroaching more and more on people and humanity and civilization. Basically, dinosaurs have got to a stage where their numbers are starting to grow almost exponentially and within a matter of months maybe years or years maybe months there won't be any crops left there'll just be dinosaurs absolutely everywhere it'll be a whole mess of dinosaurs it'll be terrible um we catch up with claire and owen again we have zia we have justice smith is back they all work for the un trying to work like soft fix this situation we also see Maisie Maisie ended up being adopted by Zach and Gray's family because Claire that like Owen doesn't have anyone else in the world but Claire has family and it and they decided she should go to her family so she went there um she's not in therapy can i just get that right she's not either in prison for releasing the animals or she's she's absolutely in therapy Um, save it for the debate boys yeah come on so be docking points for this (laughs) Um, so we have to explain how a handful of dinosaurs some of them just singular ones have been able to proliferate and bleed and and bleed oh my god we have to explain how some of the dinosaurs some of them singular have been able to proliferate and breed the answer as dr grant noticed in the first movie dinosaurs were able to change sex in a single sex environment because they had frog dna but actually it turns out the dna that was added gave them the ability to reproduce asexually if they were alone and we have justice smith say what like that Godzilla movie from 1997 and they go yeah and because that might be funny so we have criminals who are out there the Russian baddies from the last movie uh, they're manipulating animal rights activists they're using dinosaurs as kind of their enforcers they're causing chaos around the world uh, we have the main Russian baddies but then we have a lieutenant who's from effectively Greenpeace and he does bad stuff for them and he's very conflicted and uh, and that will be compelling for the character um owen is a field agent for the un he uses blue as his buddy because obviously um claire does strategy they've been investigating the dinosaurs dna and working out how the dinosaurs are breeding asexually and why they've exploded in population blah 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 blah. um they found traces of a a gene or part of the dna or an enzyme or whatever is most suitable for word purposes in the dinosaurs that are in the wild and they realized they might be able to use it to genetically modify the dinosaurs via an aerosol so that they would stop breeding so fast and producing asexually um, but they can't find the signature they realize that they need the dna from an original jurassic 
park dinosaur to be able to engineer the aerosol. So they have to go on the hunt for the original T-Rex. Um, there's a mole in the UN who works for the Russians. They tell the Russians they have to find the T-Rex too. Basically, the enzyme, DNA, whatever it is, is created in one specific area in the brain and it denatures immediately on death. So they have to find Rexy alive. Everyone goes hunting for the for Rexy across the whole of America. They find Rexy somewhere really iconic, like the Grand Canyon chasing cattle or something. Uh, the goodies are trying to round up Rexy, but the baddies arrive and they and Rexy dies. They kill Rexy. They can't get the enzyme. And Henry Wu is there with the baddies because he got taken with them and he gets captured by the goodies because I forgot he needed to be in this movie and then I remembered. So here he is. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be the end of the world. The dinosaurs are going to proliferate all over the place. They're going to profiterole everywhere. Um, but then they start going through InGen files and Hammond's files and they find lots of photos of things from older movies that, to make us feel nostalgic. And then they find out that the DNA enzyme, whatever it was, wasn't used in the new cloning process for Jurassic World, but it was used in the older process in Jurassic Park, the same one that made Maisie. And Wu explains this so he has something else to do and he's very contrite. The mole tells them they have to find Maisie and kill her, um, transmits the data but gets found out, gets killed, and then the Russian baddies bring their whole army of dinosaurs to America to find and kill Maisie. Um, there's a huge... <laughs> Sorry, the, the idea and the, the I mean, phrase, not, an army of dinosaurs. Not, not like millions of them, like... 20 yeah, or something so, they take oh, they fly them in shot, helicopters but the idea of them with like guns as well just like <laughs> shit alright boss <laughs> like, like all of the they're just people from Rise of Skywalker instead of a fleet of ships yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a thousand uh, pterodactyls uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah they they take all the dinosaurs because they have to be sure they have to kill Maisie otherwise they lose their their big power that they can use to hold the world hostage or whatever um the eco warriors realize the baddies are bad and they change size the criminals set the dinosaurs and everyone uh people are getting eaten and there's fighting and it's crazy and in the end owen and claire who feel kind of responsible for this whole thing end up sacrificing themselves to distract all the baddies and the dinosaurs to give Maisie the time to get out they make the cure from Maisie. they slow down dinosaur reproduction but humans have to readjust to living with dinosaurs and the way of life that humans knew before is extinct the end <sighs> well done jesus christ <laughs> take a breath jordan do you have any questions for drew yes i have oh no two two questions and right. neither <laughs> You don't need to worry so much. Um, it's like a school, isn't it? It's like you think that it's going to be really bad. <laughs> Please, sir. Oh, I didn't get be kind. Um, no, my my two questions. My first question is: uh, I'll I'll be asking the same questions both you and Andy. But as a as a trilogy closer, what is the what is the message that you? would want to convey with this film? What do you want people to leave thinking? Or is it purely more of a spectacle-driven thing where you just want people to leave the cinema going, wow, eyegasms everywhere? I I do want that. I do want people to come away going, that was some bonkers dinosaur action, wasn't that cool? But I would at least like for audiences come away with the idea of oh maybe we should be a little bit careful with what we do with science 
Like, science good, science do many good things in world, excellent, but also just be sensible, maybe. Okay, goodbye. Like, that. that that's... <laughs> I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to really, really push anything huge because I do think yeah. that this franchise has metamorphosized into something different Wee. now. Wee. Um, uh, but yeah. You got that right. That's good. My, my second question is more of a tonal one, which is how would you be looking to sort of mitigate the fact that obviously there are three pretty huge game-changing deaths in this film. You have the death of Rexy, which I can only imagine would incur the oh. ire of a million man babies and the, <laughs> the tears of thousands of small children. Um, and then also, obviously, Owen and Claire, that's quite a big... That's a big swing. I can't think of any other major blockbuster that ends with the death of the two primary heroes, in recent years at least. Like I like I said in answer to the previous question, I do want there to be consequences. And again, going back to our discussion about Rise of Skywalker, I would like it to feel like the deaths in this movie do matter and that characters that we know and care about are paying for their involvement with something that maybe shouldn't have happened. And it's big and noble, but yeah, I, I don't... Like Andy was saying earlier, I wouldn't want it to finish with, oh, everything's fine. I want it to feel like, oh, human beings fucked up a little bit here. <laughs> That's understandable. Uh, one, one other sneaky extra question would be, would you or would you not include any post credit sting? And if you were to... What would that sting entail? Honestly, I don't think I would. I would be seeing this as a finale of this, of of the story that started in 1993. I think leaving the world with dinosaurs around gives Universal the opportunity in 10, 15 years, basically the same gap of time between JP3 and Jurassic World, to come back again and go, oh, hey, cool, we've got another story that we could start up with some new characters. But that's why I didn't bring back any of the legacy characters in this movie, because, I mean, partly because logically it doesn't actually make any sense for them to be there, because Alan Grant likes dinosaur bones, not real dinosaurs. Ellie Sattler likes extinct plants, not dinosaurs. And Ian Malcolm is a mathematician. Um, and... <laughs> So if they wanted to bring back new characters dealing with dinosaurs in the world, that's fine. But yeah, no post credits for me. Okay, cool. That is nice. All of all of your questions. I've got a pitch as well, by the way. Have you? I've got it. I've got a a one two line pitch that I will pitch to Jordan. Uh, an idea that I just thought of literally just now. But you will have to wait until after Andy oh, wait, goes. Does that mean okay. I could potentially end up voting for your pitch? And you they've could just do. spent all day working on theirs. <laughs> and I just, and you just come yeah. in with a two-line pitch, drop the microphone and win. <laughs> See you later, bitches. I'd, I'd yeah. be okay with it. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> all right. Andy, all right. what's the title of your movie? <laughs> okay. Jurassic, I've got a couple. I've got more than Drew. I should get points at least Oh, my that. God. Jurassic World 3, Man versus Dinosaur. Jurassic World 3, The Multisaur of Madness. Uh, Dra I also have Jurassic World 3, Extinction. <laughs> the, I know, I'm, I'm the so multisaur tempted. of madness. The Multisaur of Madness, I was so tempted to go with. But I'm going to go with Jurassic World 3, The New World, 
or mm. Jurassic World 3, a new, a whole new world, and that way we can use the theme song from Aladdin. <laughs> Which Disney would be fine well, with. Yeah, oh, it's fine. In, in, in my pitch, in my universe, anything's possible. <laughs> Right. And it'd be it'd be original recording as well. No, like you know, pop cover Taylor Swift bullshit. It'd be what sixties original. Sixties. When did it come out? That famous Aladdin film did from not. Nineteen ninety-one's Aladdin. <laughs> Disney's first ever movie was Aladdin in the sixties. Yeah, the... uh, Maybe. Okay. Uh, right. My two-line blurb is: Dinosaurs oh. are taking over the world. Oh shit. Uh, can man finally work to go, uh, together to solve this problem, or will dark new secrets cause the extinction of a species? Nice. Right, so go. it's through some sort of uh, montage we learn it's been five years, around five years since Fallen Kingdom, and the world is a different place. Uh, the samples, I say the world, because the samples at the end uh, we learn were basically hijacked and they've gone across the world and basically there's dinosaurs on every continent. Uh, the dinosaurs have bred and they've started attacking uh, like towns, basically, uh, forcing survivors to flee into neighbouring towns. Uh, as more people are forced to live together, more fights and riots break out. Uh, unemployment and homelessness is on an all-time all high, and the buildings still standing are heavily dilapidated, uh, dilapidated as the governments of the world have put all their money, basically, into solving how to destroy the dinosaurs. And we can have a couple of shots of maybe the army trying and failing, uh, and then animal protesters to show that there's still a balance between should we help, should we, should we fight them. Uh, the government have also put money into building like walls or defences uh, to try and stop the dinosaurs getting in, but basically they're pretty, pretty flimsy and they're barely, barely holding. Uh, so we see Owen and Claire, who are doing the typical will-they-won't-they they bullshit, as we all love, uh, walk into their new place of work. It's the Grant Sadler Foundation, uh, and we meet the returning actors, who are now a couple, fixing what should have happened in the third film. Uh, they say the Foundation's mission is to find and safely transport dinosaurs to an island somewhere off some country. Uh, the foundation is funded by someone connected to the Hammond family, but they've never met. Hmm. Uh, and they're trying to rebuild the world, uh, and they've, they're quite successful. Uh, they've taken uh, or safely transported 37 dinosaurs to this island in the last couple of years. Uh, they're not tied to the government, they say, because they have secrets and locations uh, that the government don't know about. Basically, they don't trust the government. Government's uh, out for themselves, uh, you know. Uh, Alan says uh, he he thinks he's found clues or tracks uh, for Blue, and then all four of them head out in search of her. Uh, when they get out there, they suddenly see the government show up in helicopters and black sedans, and we meet Rick, the obvious bad guy in charge of the op operation. Uh, Rick explains that they also tracked Blue here, and they all go in uh, searching for Blue together. When they get close, they realise the tracks they're following aren't Blue's, but something unknown. There's a rustling in the bushes, and then something attacks Owen, but Blue comes to the rescue and saves him. Rick and his goons shoot the dinosaur that attacked Owen, and it falls off a cliff or goes into water before the audience properly sees what it is. Uh, Claire starts to freak out, asking what the hell's going on, and then Blue gets tranked, uh, and the others get bagged and then knocked out. When they wake up, they're in a secret government headquarters uh, and we meet Malcolm, who was working for the government. And they have a chat about how he's working for the bad guys. And he says, I'm not working for the bad guys. Uh, you may call them that, but basically, they, basically they're doing what's necessary. You may see that as bad, obviously, because you, you find killing bad and whatever. Uh, it's revealed that the government is actually funding this grant out of the foundation. And we can have a comical reveal where basically Rick says like the person quote-unquote, connected to the Hammond family is him. Oh, big surprise. Uh, <laughs> and the government did this uh, to basically get all the secrets and locations that the, the foundation was holding from them. Um, they 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 found, uh, they realised as well, obviously, like, 
Owen would never give up Blue's location, and that's a big part of their um, their, their plot. Uh, Owen asks uh, what he saw and what was it, what he was attacked uh, by, and they're taken to a secret room and t- shown test subjects. And Rick talks about iGen's big master plan. Uh, they were going to take the dinosaurs that the foundation rescued and use them. Uh, they want to make it. They still want to make a dinosaur that they control. Uh, control, and they could have a funny insert joke about like brain surgery, and then Owen can be like, "Oh, Frankenstein, blah blah blah." Uh, but basically, that's their idea. Is basically try and put a human brain in a dinosaur, but not literally that. <laughs> Um, Rick says uh, their tests have failed over and over again until they actually mix parts of the dinosaur's DNA and the human's DNA mm-hmm. and they have some progress and we can have some shots uh, of people with like maybe armoured skin or like I don't know like I, I, was, I put a hammer tail but I don't know uh, how that may that may work but it's like it's uh, it's the, so they're shown first like test subjects which are failed and they're really horrifying and scary and then these ones which are successful but still horrifying um this um so they, they're like oh yeah we made some progress but obviously there's side effects with the mental health of the patients as well as heightening heightening their aggression uh the government then says they want to control blue so they have the strongest army for the inevitable war and owen and claire are like oh what's what war what's going on what's going on rex explains all the countries around the world are building armies strong enough to defeat dinosaurs and when they have an army that are strong enough uh that they they won't stop just with the dinosaurs they're going to go take on the world because it's already so weak and no one can defend themselves so rick says he needs to build the strong well you know the united states basically needs to build the strongest army and then this is going to be where malcolm is like oh maybe i was working for the bad guys ha 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 <laughs> Uh, everyone freaks out and they try and fight their way out, but they're imprisoned uh, with the test subjects. Uh, they they talk about you know man going too far with science and mother nature, and Alan talks to Owen and Sadler talks to Claire about not waiting for love, how they like they did, uh, and telling them if they want the other one to go get them. Basically, finally, just fucking get together already. We're bored of this bullshit. Um, they all escape and release the test subjects, killing their handlers, and then they start taking over the building. Owen locates and fights his way to Blue, and they have a small scene where they tag team fight people uh, until they escape. Uh, when they're near it to escaping, they overhear Rick with some goons and learn riots basically are breaking out all over the country as the fences and boundaries keeping the dinosaurs out have come down. Uh, the world leaders have tried to come together, basically, to solve the problem, try to work together, but butted heads. Uh, and there's a line in the first one, in the second one, sorry, which I can't remember. Which it's, it's Rafe's uh, spool or whatever. It says, like, man is drawn to war or, you know, a war is inevitable or something like that. So they basically end up ca- causing a war because they're like, ah, fuck it. Uh, and every country is getting ready to fire their nukes. Um <laughs> Uh, so Rick says to his goons, basically, we've got to get, a he- get to a helicopter where they're going to fly to an uncharted island where the government and the rich people of the world, otherwise known as the Illuminati, will rebuild <laughs> mankind. The heroes race and then fight the baddies to the helicopters as the building blows up in typical Act 3 style. And the creatures, the half, you know, uh. man slash dinosaurs, attack people, run outside and start killing Rick's goons. Owen and Claire try and fight Rick, but they're overpowered by him, and he um, gets in a helicopter and tries to fly away, but the helicopter he's on is attacked by pterodactyls, and Rick falls out. Uh, It looks like he's going to fall to some sort of safety. Maybe he looks like he's going to fall in water or something, so the the fall from the helicopter doesn't kill him. Uh, But then when he's near the ground, uh, Blue comes out of nowhere, basically, (laughs) chomps him, and then eats him. (laughs) Grabs him midair. Good old chomp. 
Um, all the helicopters are then attacked and blowed up, and basically they haven't got long for the bombs to go off, so they run to like a bomb se- bomb shelter within this um, government headquarters secret room. Uh, as they run, all the, uh, the the dinosaur the fences, sorry, are down obviously, so they're going to attack or pursued by dinosaurs. And Blue comes back and either fights some or ba- holds them off so the humans can enter the shelter and be safe. Owen, uh, before shutting the door, sees Blue hurt from the fight, but then it runs off into the woods as we have the, the four-minute warning siren that goes off. I don't know if it's four minutes in, uh, in America. I think it's four minutes in England. But basically, <laughs> the nukes are coming. After the bombs, the heroes walk out to see that everything is dead, basically, or presumed dead, maybe, and, and everything is brought to rubble. They basically brought themselves back to, this, to prehistoric times. And we end with uh, Goldblum, unless he sacrifices himself in the third act, because I can probably imagine that's a character. Uh, so that's an actor thing with this contract. In the third film, I'm putting <laughs> it here, he's going to sacrifice himself in the third act. <laughs> Uh, he has the final speech about man going too far and if only we had learned from our mistakes but they will rebuild the world better than it was together and this is where Owen and Claire can kind of actually finally come together Uh, now they're in the new world or a whole new world and then they can break off into song (laughs) (laughs) wow Uh, well (laughs) end with just the new world how about that (laughs) cut to black you've you've had time to think of on Jordan's uh, questions, I mm. Jordan, you've got some questions. Yeah, well, I mean, the question that I asked to Drew that I will pose to you kind of already answered. Very, your ending is not at all <laughs> illusory about <laughs> what your. Yeah, but... <laughs> this is what I was saying before. Like, but, uh, it will probably not happen like this in Dominion. I'm getting that, but, and it might not be the best way. But it's the best way to end this story of man trying to conquer nature of trying to conquer mother nature sorry science um it's we have literally got to be brought back to like caveman time we got to be brought back to rubble and then i thought it'd be quite nice like symmetry if anything to have it if they're brought back to prehistoric times okay, okay. um a couple of things one mm. would be the you you actually lean further into horror territory at times than we got in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom so mm-hmm. things like the sort of genetic mutilation or genetic mutations between humans with dinosaur body parts things like that are very sort of grim there's a lot of a lot of death nuclear threat that kind of thing do you see this potentially pushing as far as ending up having to be like a 15 rated film or do you think that it's possible for this to be done artfully enough that it would still get that 12a rating and not deeply traumatized children that leave a film that ends with full-on nuclear holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be uh, it'd be twelve A. Kind of seeing <laughs> it, it got a bit more, I guess, creepy when I actually saw because I I had this idea basically ages ago. I was like, how is Jurassic World three actually going to end? And I was like, I hope it somehow ends like this, where mankind literally learns a lesson through the worst consequence. Don't fuck with this shit. Yeah. So I had this idea for ages. So I kind of built my uh, my script uh, around it. So, so um, definitely, you'd be going for that twelve A market. Yeah, yeah. After seeing uh, Fallen Kingdom, I realised you could kind of push it a little bit more. So when we see the the failed test test experiments, yeah, we want to go as twelve A as possible to to also sell <laughs> the idea that man man has gone too far. It's now disturbing to watch. Okay, okay, cool. Um, and then uh, I asked this to Drew uh, when you were otherwise indisposed. Um, would you would you have any kind of post credit sting at all for this? And if you were to oh. have one, 
what would mm. that consist of? Would that be something throwaway? Would it be something that opens a door? What could you imagine no. that being? Or no. if you weren't going to use one, why wouldn't you? Because basically as well, like I had a B-plot. My script, my pitch was too long anyway. But there's a B-plot that was kind of, in. you can kind of cut back and forth from the city uh, to see the dinosaurs coming in. Um, but I took that out. And I did have an after credit scene where uh, Blue is still alive. I don't know how. That was gonna be, you know, but it was, it was Drew. It, it was he was he was gonna come out of somewhere basically, and everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah, we love Blue," but like you know, the idea is this is the end. So if there's gonna be an after credit scene, it cannot have any dinosaurs, and that's what I'm thinking Dominion's gonna have as an after credit scene, if anything, and it's gonna be like the the Matthew Broderick '97 Godzilla where there's an egg. You know, oh, all the dinosaurs are finally gone. Yay. Oh, no, there's a secret egg, probably for a velociraptor. Uh, that's what I hope they don't do. So, no, in mine, no after credit. This is the end of the story. Basically, at the end of the credits, that is the end of this Jurassic Park uh, series. There's no after. The after credit scene, if anything, would have to be something, you know, them building, rebuilding mankind. Okie dokie. Well, unless Ross wants to add any questions on. No. I can see Drew there furiously tapping away at his computer, <laughs> writing notes. Hey, uh, remember, but just this be- is a summer blockbuster. You can't rely too much on plot. <laughs> plot. Yes. <laughs> just before we do, Jordan, there's a little curveball that I'm going to throw in there for you to just maybe, like, you know, have a think on about my film. Now, my film is, I don't have a title, <laughs> Jurassic World 3 or something, but the whole premise of the movie is. 30 years later, dinosaurs rule the earth. They have become super smart. Blue is leader of the dinosaurs, yeah? It's like Judgment Day, yeah? Uh, Jordan's literally just put his hand to his palm, gone, oh my The only people that are alive are Chris Pratt. Uh, and the other guys from the original movies, yeah? But they've been working on a secret technology to transfer their consciousness into dinosaurs. <laughs> they have to, in this movie, break into the dinosaur kingdom and kill the dinosaur leader, Blue. And this is really highly emotional for Chris Pratt. And he's got to kill the dinosaur leader, Blue. And... He does it, and he becomes, and and then you've got the 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 callback to when, you know, Grant sees the guy and he's talking as a raptor, but this time it's actually real, and they talk as humans. Um, and, Alan, Alan, yeah, yeah Alan, yeah. And Alan. He overthrows Blue really begrudgingly. There's like a fight. Raptor versus Raptor, and he's like, "Blue, don't do this." And Blue's voiced by Morgan Freeman, uh, and uh, it ends where, uh, yeah, they uh, that, and then great. they start to re- then they start to rebuild life uh, with dinosaurs. But Chris Pratt's the leader of the dinosaurs. Okay, so um, anyway, Drew and Andy, if you'd like to, <laughs> if, you'd like, if you'd like to <laughs> talk about your pitches, uh, no, um, so, uh, yes, uh, Ross, that's certainly ideas about a film that has dinosaurs in. <laughs> um, 
what I would say is maybe the world isn't ready for it yet <laughs> and possibly never will be. Never will be. <laughs> <laughs> At least not in my lifetime. <laughs> All right, Drew and Andy, uh, don't worry. It's time to... You can you can talk about my one as well if you want, but you know I think I'm winning anyway. But, um, you don't have to go. So, already forgotten it. <laughs> Andy and Drew, it's now your time. I'm going to give you four minutes, and then we're going to wrap this up because um, yeah, nearly as so, much as your uh, synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go, Drew, Andy. The floor is yours to argue your case. All right, come on, Drew. What have you written then? Okay, well, right. I, I'm going to start by saying I'm going to be charitable. And because I made the point about these movies morphing into something closer to Fast and Furious, I'm not going to attack your idea for being inherently bananas. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 I think in some ways there's some cool stuff. Like what ultimately, what's interesting is that we have both actually arrived at similar concepts. Just. Yours mm, is set sure. two years later, but it feels like it should be set 25 years later. That's how I feel. Like, for it to go to humanity is trapped in enclaves surrounded by 30-foot-high <laughs> concrete walls, besieged <laughs> by dinosaurs <laughs> within five years. The bloody dinosaurs! <laughs> Jesus Christ! You, how many years did you hear I said at the start? Because I, I said 15. So. Oh, I thought you said five. Okay, fifteen feels I, slightly more plausible. I definitely did. but it's still it, it, my bad. It's still no, like, no, it's fine. I actually said five, and then uh, I was like, to be honest, yeah, how will they fucking build those walls? So yeah, fifteen years uh, as well okay. kind of helps the whole re repopulation of the dinosaurs. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. I'm afraid your uh, exam is in. You can't make corrections <laughs> on uh, your and, pitch. But so. then also the fact that like there's. Uh, the the world is in this awful horrible state but also ellie and grant uh, ellie and alan have reconnected mm -hmm. um found love she sacked off her government husband and child presumably like screw that yep. kid and they've got back together <laughs> hesitation rights and, is fine. and they've started a, a non-profit helicoptering no, they haven't started well I, I guess you could say that maybe yeah. they're, they're not funded, but they started. Yeah, sure. they 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 run uh, a a well, an organization that flies <laughs> dinosaurs to an island when the world is overrun with dinosaurs. I it, I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed listening to it, but goodness me, you needed another movie in between to get to here. You you had a massive go at Claire for having changed for being different from the previous movie. What the fuck have you just made? If not something... She's still the same person as in the, in the second film. She hasn't changed that much. No. But she's still the same person from the first film, basically. <laughs> so there we go. I've said my piece. Come on, come on, Andy. Okay, so yes, mine is a bit balmy. It's a bit bananas. But as you say, if you think about the concept of how this story should end, yes... As soon as I said nukes, everyone laughed. As soon as I said, like, DNA and human mutation, you probably thought of a normal man with a giant T-Rex head, because that's still what I can't get out of my head. But it will be played for serious. It, you know, it, it won't be played for last. It will be serious. It will be uh, creepy. And it, it it's a big lesson is the whole point of this movie. With Drew's, it's fine, but I don't think he pushes that message that far. Um, I do have my main character. I, I got the returning characters in. 
Um, I don't think they'd be necessary in Dominion. We'll see how they actually figure out. But <laughs> in mine, all three of them are there. Maybe Goldblum has the big sacrifice at the end. Of, you know, Drew loses all his three main characters, Claire, Owen, and Rexy. It's a bit harsh to end. At least mine ends with, uh, you know, with all the main uh, characters. At least Andy's happy ends and, like, with some we- hope. With humanity yeah, and all the dinosaurs <laughs> fucking yeah. nuked. With these four people that we know and we love, that's who we want to start. At least so there'd be side characters as well. I should have mentioned that they just weren't important <laughs> of the. Um, they weren't important to the pitch. So they're probably there'd be like maybe six to eight. If not, there's at least these four main characters. <laughs> that's enough. That'll that'll repopulate yeah. the earth with no genetic well, yeah, abnormalities I, I, yeah. or issues I at all. Presumed, everything's presumed dead as well. Because if if there was a fourth, then they'd probably find more people. Oh, okay. Blah, blah, blah. All right. But, yeah. yeah. The idea yeah, yeah, yeah. is they look out and there's like nothing there. So mine may be a bit insane, but <laughs> it's it's what should happen. Um, I think would be the best way to to end the, the trilogy. Two- and all main characters survive, and everyone at least will leave going. You know what? That that was a that was a powerful lesson. So I think I learned something. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. Also, I think he has less dinosaurs than me. I have more dinosaurs. I have an army of dinosaurs. <laughs> Yeah, at the he did. end, he... right at the fucking end, and you said there wasn't even that much anyway. There's like probably what I, three I, with Colin. I said I take that those. throughout the movie there are scenes and sequences of dinosaurs beginning to encroach on humanity and society. Also, oh, not actually attacking, just well, just moving a bit yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, no, Brr, like scary. attacking a bit, but not being an organized like See, World War Z wave of dinosaurs. <laughs> The first second. They're breaking down these walls. They're literally like, let me in, let me in. (laughs) And that's all. There's a constant threat throughout the whole movie. And that's very exciting, Uh, but you need escalation. There's escalate. It escalates. Yeah, it goes goes from oh shit to oh shit. shit. (laughs) That's what we want in the third film. We want it to keep going right to the end. All right. Lovely. Right, <laughs> Jordan, sum up everyone's. Uh, well, sum up your thoughts and let us know who wins. So I, I think what what is safe to say about both pitches is that Drew has gone for the scalpel approach to the third act in the trilogy problem, and Andy has definitely gone for the hammer. Sledge. Sledge hammer. <laughs> I've thrown it at the fucking... <laughs> He's gone for the nuke. <laughs> but, but I think that both ideas do have uh, quite a lot of merit behind them. I think that Drew's is almost certainly the the most logically followable, as as far as a plot involving... Dinosaurs, genetic cloning, and asexual reproduction amongst <laughs> a populace that could be resolved by aerosols in a Russian army of dinosaurs. <laughs> About as logically cohesive as that could be, um, and and it builds nicely to to a conclusion that it, it delivers on a moral message, but it doesn't necessarily have to hammer that home as much with like a big final sort of shot. Because you've just killed the beloved Rexy and our two heroes from this trilogy, um, mm. which is a risky gambit, but you explained mm. it quite convincingly to me, at least. I think with Andy's, I I can imagine it's it is the Fast and Furious approach to to a Jurassic Park film. It is completely batshit insane. I I read this. Uh, a couple of times while you guys were talking, I read back over it and 
I'll be totally honest with you. I still have no fucking idea what the what the what the overall. Str- I mean, don't get me wrong. There are there are bits about Rick and a sedan, and then people with T Rex heads turn up, and all of that was making me go. I was seeing the potential for maybe some Sam Raimi esque like sort of horror, maybe even some Cronenbergian body horror with the dinosaur mutate, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I think that the thing, the thing that really hurt, you've sunk your claws into me, uh, Andy, with is your finale. I think that you've you've very closely aligned with what I would do if I was to make a, a sequel to Jurassic <laughs> World: Fallen Kingdom, which is you've destroyed everything and said, okay, we have to start from nothing because else you idiots will never learn. Um, so that definitely works in your favour. In some ways, I feel like the perfect Jurassic World 3 lies somewhere in the middle of the beautiful chaos that both of you have concocted. <laughs> I think that all of the all of the, the details with the cloning and the asexual reproduction, all of that scientific feeling nonsense is that's that's Michael Crichton Jurassic Park at its very best. And mm. I think that building towards Andy's endpoint though. I think that's the kind of like the the punch in the face that the audience needs to go out of the cinema going, oh bloody hell! But there can there can be only one winner in this uh, survival of the fittest, and I think Drew just about takes it for me. Oh, he just about takes it for me. This safe bet is it the is it is it the safe bet or is it the the surgical bet? No, it's the safe one. Everyone <laughs> might go out and say it's fine. Everyone will go out and see mine and be like, you know what? I fucking learned a lesson. I ain't playing around with DNA ever again. What? Are you... <laughs> what? I'm gonna put my DNA kit away at home. I ain't touching that again. What? What I would? What I would? What I would say is that were were you both. Uh. As as screenwriters willing to to do a to do a Chris Terrio and whatever other bloke is that did some rewrites on the Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> if you were willing to get in a room together, hash it out, you know, fight, cuddle, make up, and come up with your own Jurassic World three, a whole new extinction. <laughs> I think that I think that between you both, we might have the best possible Jurassic World three. But I'd be a hundred percent on board with Drew's, that. Drew's, I I understand what Drew's is, and that swung it for me. <laughs> I understood the feeling that drove yours, though, Andy, and that counts yeah. for a lot. Well, Drew is our winner this week. So, Drew, that leaves us to discover what we are going to be doing next episode on Sequel Bitch. We are bringing on some more guests. We're getting on the chaps from When Harry Met Movies, a lovely, lovely movie podcast, father and son duo. And they have charged us, they've charged you guys, and maybe Matt, if he's able to join us, with pitching sequels to Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, that's one of those ones you don't really want to touch, but could be interesting if you pick the right idea. Oh, but oh, he's he's gone, isn't he? So that's going to be interesting. Yes, it is. It really, really Ooh, like I, I have okay. to admit when when they messaged us and said, do Mrs. Doubtfire, I reflexively mm. almost went no. But I thought, yeah, can't touch that. And yeah. I agreed to do it before I knew I would 
win this and not have to do a pitch i was willing to subject <laughs> myself to having to work out how on earth we do that but luckily <laughs> i don't have to so screw you guys I would have said the obvious <laughs> choice was just get Will Smith to do it, but unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, not. Really make up. Yeah, it'd be all right, uh, really. Same thing. There we have it. That's the next episode of Sequel Pitch. We'll be doing that. So you guys can find us on all our socials, Sequel Pitch on Instagram, Facebook. Let us know who you think should have won by putting a hashtag pitch Drew or pitch Andy. Oh, I and... guess you, you had a pitch as well. Let's see if anyone... Oh, yeah, and also mine, like... obviously, <laughs> Pitch Ross as well, because mine was definitely... Planet of the Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. And, Jordan, where can people find you if they haven't already followed you? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at JordanMBKing, and there's links to my portfolio of all of the stuff that I've written all over the place. And... For the last few months now, you can probably find me tucked somewhere in the corner of the pages of Empire Magazine, doing little bits and bobs here, there, and everywhere. In the most recent issue, I have done an interview with Akiva Goldsman, the showrunner of Strange New Worlds, the new Star Trek series, which was a very interesting chat that we had. And I also reviewed the new Nick Cave documentary, This Much I Know To Be True, which is a beautiful, beautiful film that everyone should be looking out for. Nice. Very good. Nice. Well, there. Did thank you. Mention you. Us at all? <laughs> <laughs> so there we have it. That's the end of the episode. It's goodbye from me. Goodbye. It's goodbye <laughs> from Andy. Goodbye. Week's Watch out runner for those silent T Rexes. <laughs> yeah. It's goodbye from our veritable professional, knowledgeable film critique. Jordan B. King. <laughs> Goodbye. And our winner this week with his pitch, Drew Toynbee. I'm going to do my best blue the Velociraptor. <laughs> there we go. Sounds like a fucking seal. It's like he's stood on a Lego piece or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Goodbye. Oh, God. Oh, who left that out? Oh. 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 Bye. <laughs> Would you like to have sex with me now for money? You know what? Honestly, cool. These movies are bloody. It's feeling a lot braver before I knew there was going to be murder and then threats of murder. Oh yeah, I mean, you didn't think you could go to Texas Instruments without murdering someone, did you? These movies are audio only. Worst Movies Ever Played is back with three new VHS movies for your ears. Anything can happen in this actual play RPG podcast, and we mean anything. What did you build that went so poorly a while back? Oh, I tried to build a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it also became a libertarian. Those who say of freedom do not beg for it. They simply take it. Oh, this is a super bummer. Subscribe to Worst Movies Ever Played wherever you get your podcasts.